0: Greetings, my friends, Mark Hoverson with the worst audio quality in all of iTunes podcasts. But right now I'm puffing on a cigar. It's just about dusk and I just am in the middle. I'm in the belly of the whale of creating a video follow up sequence. And Shani's doing some gardening in the backyard and I just love Smoking a cigar, I'm going to go home, pop a beer, and observe Shannon in her native element. She's from South Dakota. She grew up on a farm. She was driving beet trucks, or not beet trucks, but grain trucks at 12 years old. And she's just, I love watching her work with dirt. And so I'm going to go home and just visit, throw on probably some 80s rock, like, I don't know some just 80s ballads and hits, and uh, watch the sunset together and start. It's Friday night when I'm recording this. It's about 6 o'clock. Anyway, I just was visiting with a client a couple days ago. Every now and then when a receipt comes through, I just randomly will call that person completely. I do this probably literally once every 500 transactions, so it's pretty rare. But I like to get a feel for, like, where did – they come from? How did they find out about me? Why did they buy the product? Who referred him to the product? I just like I'm interested in the the story. And just the other day, I was telling Matt, I said, I think I'm gonna kill the podcast for a while. Because I just have stuff to do. And I love this. And I love it and everything. But like, it eats energy. And when I could be doing something else. So ironically, when I called that buyer, um, she said she's been on my list for about five years. You know who you are when you're listening. Pamela, by the way, love you. And uh, she said, you know what? I started tuning into your podcast a few few months ago. I've listened to all of them. And I really love when you go deep into marketing philosophy because uh, this particular lady sells billboard advertising and uh, does a pretty good job at it. But she ended up, you know, she bought our, travel product which is five thousand and then she just upgraded to our Solomon product, which is gonna be two thousand, but right now it's a thousand. But she said it was the podcast that brought her kind of woke her up and she wished she would have bought the stuff five years ago. So a couple marketing principles. Number one is the fortune is really a thirty three percent of your fortune's in the follow up. If you're a good direct response marketer, these are just some very generic guidelines to go by. Your marketing should have, it's going to, buyers come in three waves. The first wave is somebody who watches or hears a message, watches a message, sees an offer, sees the offer for the product, boom, they fast action, they take, they buy, they're eager, they're fast action takers, they're the first people to buy iPhones, they're the first people to show up opening night to a new movie, represents about 33% approximately of, of all buyers across all businesses, it doesn't even matter. Then the second wave is the middle wave. These are detailed people. They like a little bit more detail. They just, they like to get into the features of said product. They care more about the engine. Like if it's car sales, they, they actually care about the engine. They care about the longevity of the engine. They read the consumer reports. They read reviews. They're just, they find more facts out before they buy. And most entrepreneurs are fast action takers. So most of us who become entrepreneurs or are just are entrepreneurs and are flushing out what that means through an epic, uh, tale of failure. Most of us, including myself, um, we tend to project ourselves onto the world. So we think, Hey, if they don't buy right away, screw it, we're done. Okay. But that's leaving 66% of revenue on the table. Okay, so the second group of buyers buy with more detail. So thus, your marketing should have a powerful instant response grab to catch early buyers. This helps fund your marketing and liquidate the cost of your marketing, plus put you in profit. But the second 33%, they like more details. They like knowing kind of the full story. And then the third group of buyers, they are... They are procrastinators deep, like, and I'm not saying that our, our sweet, you know, buyer I'm referring to is a procrastinator, just the timing of life just didn't lend itself to purchasing stuff in our product portfolio until later. But a lot of that 33%, they, they buy because they're exasperated and they finally cave in and do what they know they should have done long ago. They're, they're late they're late to the party. They start retirement accounts at 50 years old instead of 22. They, they're just late people, and you gotta love them. They're whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm a combo of all three of those. Depends on the subject matter a lot of times. Anyway, so I'm in the belly of this sales video that is a follow-up video to a 104-minute video and it leads to a sale that th- the lowest level spend on this product is probably two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, upwards to about a million, eh, about a million, million and a half over a lifetime. And these are real cash dollars. This isn't credit card spend. These are real dollars paid monthly. And so I'm I'm in the second video going even deeper because the first video we created is catching instant. Instant action takers and people watch it and they they activate into a lifetime commitment of a four to five six seven hundred thousand dollar cash decision, and so now I'm in the second video, and Matt came up just a minute ago, and I said you know I'm on chapter four I'm about thirty this video is at about thirty five minutes of talk time right now, it's got twenty five chapters I said I think this is going to be another ninety to hundred minute deal. And what what we do there is we break it into sections. So, you know, the first section will be 20 minutes. Second section will be, thir- you know, 20. it's about 20 to 25 minutes. Most people have time availability of about 27 minutes. Our studies, well, not our studies, our data. Um, that's just what people can spend as a hook. And so the catch is to entice them to watch. This is why... Almost all television over the last history of television has 27 minute episodes. They're actually about 21 minute episodes because commercials eat up the rest of it. Anyway, hopefully there's some value that we're going here and I'm almost home. So wherever I'm at, at this podcast, when I show up, we're cutting it off. So hopefully we get somewhere. Okay. So I'm in the belly of this whale and I said, Matt, this might be another 100 minute video. And he said, well, you just make sure you're incentivizing to keep them watching right and then i and this is this is the meta thing this is what um our new uh, new client shared that she likes hearing more of the deep thinking of marketing and so i'm going to go there a little bit hopefully this audio is listenable anyway what she said or what what i told matt is, i said when you go because what i want to do and this is going to sound this is over the top and i admit it's over the top I have just enough credibility to, to think this way, my, my stuff's been watched and consumed well over a million hours, so over a million hours of my videos, just my videos, never mind my podcast, audios, and live webinars and stuff, but over a million hours of consumption. Um, so I have a little bit of a right to say what I'm going to say, but I want to push this idea even more. And I said, Matt, when we watch Game of Thrones, because we're big Game of Thrones fans, I love Game of Thrones. Uh, we just went to split the movie uh, about the split personality. Right now, it's the number one trending movie in America. Well, anyway, I said, I want, I vision that my marketing and my content be- can become a form of art more than marketing. Because marketing can kind of default. Okay, so marketing can default into cheap persuasion gimmicks, right? Like, are you sick and tired of this and that? Well, it just it can get really corny, and I don't, I don't want to be thought of as corny. I maybe am sometimes, but I don't really desire that. And but art can fall into hubris and just bizarre, um, hard to understand. You know, too much room for interpretation. It's tough to sell bizarre art sometimes, and unless you're at the highest levels where people like bizarre abstract strange art which i actually create a little bit of but anyway um so i'm telling matt i said my vision for my marketing is that i can thread right at the very threshold of art and i said when we were at split last week you know the movie people didn't come you know they weren't on the commercial on the trailer they didn't say hey come And we'll give you a free bag of popcorn if you show up to this movie. They didn't have to incentivize us. The movie itself incentivized us, meaning the content itself was grippy and pulley and sticky enough to bring us to exchange our money, to exchange money and trade money for what we wanted to see and feel and know about that movie because the trailer is a form of art and cinema. And it was good enough. And I said, 15 minutes into the movie... They didn't pause the movie come out and say hey we got free tootsie rolls if you guys watch the next 10 minutes stay tuned you're gonna love it i said the act the art itself held the attention and i said so so dan kennedy teaches that when you're selling a product say tell the whole story tell the absolute whole story because the buyers who are going to throw down big money like on a pack of gum that's a utilitarian purpose, you want fresh breath, you you just see the pack of gum, doesn't need a lot of sales material, okay, it's, are you thirsty, there's a, there's a little bottle of water, you buy the water, not a lot of marketing is required, but on certain direct response products, the story deserves its hearing, because a decision is made for that product, Um, these are often health products, financial products even home products community there's just a lot of products that require a story to understand the context and be educated to be able to purchase this over that so anyway um dan kennedy says tell the whole story tell it as long as it takes to tell it and you'll see your buyers and i remember when i was buying my first kindle this was back in the old days this was at least this was at least 8 years ago maybe more I think it was nine years ago. This was when Kindle was pretty new. I spent probably six or seven hours because the Kindle, I think, was at 400 bucks. Nobody had one. I was in North Dakota. I didn't know one person that had them. Um, It was really a kind of a new idea to read a digital e-book, like a book on a device. It was strange at the time. And I could not get enough information on the subject. And it was just a four hundred dollar deal it wasn't like it was a four hundred thousand dollar deal but i i happily dug in and wished i could get more content i remember looking for every video what if what if i'm in the sun will it glare on the screen i like to read at the beach and they said you know it was a type of screen that actually was glare free that was one of the selling points said what if i drop it they had videos where they were dropping the kindle from eye level onto hard ground having it bounce turn it on and and it was playable I read the customer reviews I read dozens and dozens and dozens of them well anyway I'm just pulling up to my home so I'm gonna get out of here but as I was doing this video I told Matt I said you know I think in the follow-up initially I was gonna do like like a 45-minute quick burster video and just chew on this in your marketing or whatever but one of the visions I have is to have the... Well, for instance, why are you tuning in to this podcast? There's no incentive. I'm not sending you a cup of brownies or something. Do you get a cup of brownies? Is that possible <laughs> to have a cup of brownies? Anyway, I'm not incentivizing you with anything here. You're here for your own purpose, for whatever it is. I don't know what it is. But I think one of the goals of marketing, and I remember counseling a guy... Um, coach coaching and it's actually counseling in a way but coaching a marketer who's made you know he makes an average of about five to ten million a month and I remember telling him you sell you you your selling procedure is gives away too many incentives and too many gifts and too many tricks and too many free computers and free iPods and free this and that and this and that and I said if you would learn to just sell elegantly and compelling, you'd save a fortune and you'd find out people would still buy. And a lot of times creating incentives and giving incentives, while it's powerful, while it does offer intensify, while, and this is coming from a guy that uses incentives for breakfast. Like I live and breathe incentives all the time. I'm thinking, what is an incentive? But at the same time, you don't want to go to crutchy incentives because sometimes um, they backfire and they trigger a laziness. So as a marketer, most of you who are watching this are into marketing. Can you tell a story of your product, of your service, of the result or the vision? Because your buyer, the only thing your buyer can buy is the future. Think about this. They can only buy the future. They, so they they cannot buy anything in the moment. They're just buying a future result. That's all that's possible. So good marketing in a perfect world would allow them to begin to dwell and sit and ponder inside of a future that they desire. So can we crack open a good enough story and a good enough marketing piece that has people kind of View our marketing as art. View our products as art. Look at Nike. Kids are buying Nikes for over a thousand bucks right now. Designer Nikes. they are posters all over the place. The brand has become iconic in a sense. Apple, notorious for unwrapping and unboxing ceremonies where their video. Just today, one of my um, good friends and partners you know, had an unveiling of his brand new MacBook Pro. And so... Food for thought on that, because as a marketer, we can we can fall into, we got to get the sale. Well, really, we'll get the sale. and it, And should we even go for the sale or should we describe the product and match it to the heart of the person who it'll serve best? There's certain people that our products would not be good products to own. They would waste. In fact... There's a lot of our products we couldn't even give to people. They wouldn't even care. They wouldn't unbox it. They wouldn't open it. They wouldn't ever use it. But to another person, the right buyer, there is no limit to the attention, to the heart, because because our products expand their future. All right, I'm home. It's getting darker. I got to catch Shanny, And I uh, love you guys. Peace.